Hi, and welcome to the podcast ministry of New Life Church in Springfield, Ohio. We hope that the transformative truths of God's Word impact, challenge, and bless you. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. How many of you would like to operate that way? You know? That, that happens sometimes to me uh, whenever we're trying something new on the, you know, at, at dinner. I will make something that I will show you. Well, what is it going to be? What is it? What is this? You know, just try it. Just try it. And more often than not, it's delicious. But sometimes, you know, you, uh, whenever, especially whenever God is, you know, doing big things in your life and he says, you, get, you go ahead and leave everything. And step in faith to the thing that I will show you. Not that I am showing you, not that I have, you know, showed you so far, but that I will show you. And you've got to trust in faith that God is who he says he is, and he will be faithful. He said, get out, and I will show you the land. Verse 2 says, I will make you a great nation. I wonder why that was on my heart. I will bless you, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those, curse him who curses you. And you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. Powerful, powerful you know, piece of scripture right here. This is one of the big transitory scriptures and interactions in the Old Testament. Um, Abram is kind of, you know, he's staying there in the, you know, in this land where his father dwelt. And God says, and I paraphrase, I've got things to do. I have a redemption purpose for the entire world. And it's time for me to speak to you and begin to birth something in you that you will never see the completion of. Some of you seasoned saints hear this. There are some things that God has promised you that you will not live to see the completion of, but will go forward. And in the context of eternity, you will look back and see that he is no liar. And that he used the sacrifice. He used the thing that, that, that he spoke over you. And it did come true. We have to be okay with that sometimes. God, in this context, he's saying, I have got to save everybody who will be saved. Everybody who wants to be with me for eternity be you know, saved from their sins. But I have to do it. So he is talking to Abram, who will become Abraham, who will have, you know, this lineage that goes forth. And David, King David, you know, David and Goliath, you know, Philistine, he will come out of that. And then from his line, it will continue on all the way unto Jesus, who is the ultimate sacrifice, the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. And whenever he goes to the cross, then the promise that is given to Abram all these thousands of years ago is made complete, Right? Because I'm going to bless all the families, all the people who are through you, through your line. And it's through that line that the Redeemer will come. But he said, first of all, he said, you got to move. Amen? I say that to you right now. you got to move. You will never receive what God has for you or attain the promises or even make heaven by osmosis. You know, when you come up against something and it just permeates from something else or somebody else. I remember almost nothing from biology in high school. Amen? Can I get an amen? Yeah, I bet. But I do remember this. Osmosis. The one-way diffusion 
of a substance through a semi-permeable membrane. I don't know why that stuck with me, but let me tell you, you're not going to get to heaven by osmosis. You're not going to get to heaven by being in proximity with Christians or even just by going to his house or, or even just, you know, even just kind of like living a, you know, kind of a good life and doing the right things that you kind of know, you know, by, you know, by, you know, association that are right. You can't get to heaven like that. You certainly can't get to the promise and all those things that I was talking about being packed inside you, the purpose that you're created for, the anointing that he has for your life. You will never have access to any of that through osmosis. It, you, you have got to move. You've got to receive it in yourself. You've got to have an experience with Jesus Christ. You've got to come to the end of yourself and the beginning of new life in him, accept his sacrifice and his forgiveness for the sins that we admit that we have done and begin to now walk in newness of life in harmony and in obedience to his word as it is revealed, as we read, as we hear preaching. That's the only way. You don't get to heaven. You don't have an experience by osmosis. He said, you got to move. And people under the sound of my voice right now, you need to move. You need to move toward God. Amen? The name of Abram's father, and this is still Abram. He hasn't become Abraham yet. Um, Abram's father, uh, anybody remember it offhand? Terah. Terah. Now, if you look the, you know, that name up and you do your, you know, your, your research, you understand that um, it's easy to get mixed up and then look it up in Latin because Terra means the earth, basically. You know, like, you know, Terra is, you know, it is, but this is a different name. This is the Hebrew, and it simply means wanderer or nomad. Somebody who kind of goes from place to place, never really throws down the roots, never really settles, never really um, claims anything as his own, his own inheritance, but he just kind of goes and bends with the flow. There are a lot of people who are spiritual nomads, and that doesn't just mean going from church to church to church. I'm talking about even with the things in your life um, that God is speaking to you about, that he is trying to do in your life, and then and when, and, and you, will, you will access and you will inhabit. Somebody listen to me for a second. You will inhabit the promises that he has for you and then be pushed out of them. See, that's what these nomads did. You, they'd go one place where it looked good for a little while, and they'd go somewhere else, but usually if a stronger tribe came in or a different people group, um, then, you know, hey, we're flexible. We'll see you guys. We're out of here. You know, I like this spot. I don't like it that much. This is, we were just visiting. We were wondering. How many of us wonder through the things that God said were ours? And that peace that passes all understanding, you wandered into it, and then whenever it came under attack, you abandoned it. You walked away from it. That love, that security that calling that you felt, and then suddenly God puts, you know, the enemy kind of brought something against you, and you abandon your promise within your own life. That's what it is to be a wanderer, a spiritual wanderer. Now, sometimes it does mean that we, you know, there are some people who wander. You might hear some preaching that really, you know, steps on the toes, or it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to hear, but it's true, and then we, we kind of wander away because we, sometimes it's easier to just go and, and then not hear the truth. And here's somebody who will just kind of pat us on the head, you know, kind of scratch your back, say, oh, you know, everything about you is perfect and wonderful. That's not what we need. Amen? It's not what the word is for. The word is not made to affirm us in our own sinful decisions. The word of God is given to us that we can see our own imperfections through the lens of his beauty, holiness, and perfection. We can understand where we are and who he is we can look into that mirror and that lens and we can say, God, conform me to the image of your son. 
through sanctification because I want to be like you. Amen? Don't want to be a wanderer. The name Abram means high father. Eventually it'll be changed to Abraham, which means father of multitudes. It will be added a little addendum, a little add-on. Abraham, Abram comes from a, uh, he comes from a wandering family, from a nomadic existence. And God says, I don't want that for you. I want more than just one place to another place. It may take you a while to get there, but I have a place that is yours. That I've created you to inhabit. I have a place that is so safe in my power and my promise that no devil in hell, no attack of the enemy can come against you and take what is yours. Who wants that place in God? I know I do. In the words of Tolkien, um, I think he said, not all, in a nice little quote there, he said, not all who wonder are lost. And that's, you know, a beautiful quote. And that's great if you're Bilbo Baggins, but it's not great if you're a Christian. Not all who wonder are lost. Whenever we wander away from the things and we leave and we abandon the things that God has for us, the promises he has for us, or even him, that's never a good thing. We need to raise up a generation. We need to be a generation who puts our feet down, our roots down, and say, whatever God has promised me, I will stand and take ownership of. God wants to begin a faith journey, we have to stop wandering. Wondering is what you do when you're confused. And God's not the author of confusion. And there's a major difference between wondering and walking by faith. When you wonder, your faith is in nothing. You're just confused. Whenever you walk by faith, your faith is in God, even in the things that you cannot see and cannot understand. You're following God. Major difference. See, there's, uh, I believe there are 39 different times that I found in Scripture. You know, I always, maybe I'm missing something, but 39 different ones, and I couldn't find a single exception where the word wondering or the, you know, the term wondering is used in the Scriptures, and none of them are good. Like, I couldn't really, like, I couldn't find any context where wandering was used, like, as a good thing. All the way back to Genesis 4 and 14, and Cain. Cain said to the Lord, after Cain is being kicked out, and, you know, he now has to leave, you know, the, the garden. I mean, he's been sent away. He said, Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely... You have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. Uh, Cain is being forced to become a wanderer, and it's a negative thing. He, 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 he can't stay anywhere. He doesn't have a place anymore. James 5 and 19 through 20 says, My brother, and if any among you strays from the truth and one turns his back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Same, same type of word, same, same type of you know, thought process there, to wander away from God. Hosea 19, or 9 and 17, my God will cast them away because they have not listened to him, and they will be wanderers among the nation. Psalm 119, 176, a man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. 
Job 2 and 2. And the Lord said to Satan, this is interesting, this is who wonders, right? Where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming around all throughout the earth and walking about it. And some translations will say from roaming, from wandering about the earth. And there is a, a spirit behind this, right? You have no idea how hard I tried to make a really great witty connection between the series that I just said, Waking Up the Wonder, and this. And they were just all too corny. I <laughs> just could, could, couldn't quite make it. However, I do believe that there is a spiritual connection that must not be missed. There are a lot of reasons why people wonder. Wander, W-A-N. A lack of identity. When people don't know who they are in Christ, Think about this. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you are doomed to spend your whole life wondering who you are in Christ. There's no other option. And sometimes, sometimes what we need is for God to bust up the template that you have used for yourself. Because sometimes what God wants to do in people is so special and unique and crafted for where they are and what they're supposed to do with their life, that, that it's, it's its own thing. You know, it's unique. It's, it's scriptural, but it's, it's a different look. It's a different way of, of doing stuff and, and of serving God. And because it doesn't fit into like the five-part or you know, six-part or three-part template that we build in our mind of what it is to serve God, we're just like, well, you know, th- I, because it doesn't fit in there, I guess I don't know who I am. I guess I'm nobody. Right now, in the name of Jesus, God would like to break your template. Not his. He's got a whole whole Bible full of, you know, legitimate context of what he wants and he expects of us. He wants to break your template. Don't get it sideways. He don't want to break his template. He wants to break your template of what you think it can be to be used, to be anointed, to be mighty in the kingdom, to have purpose. Right now, bow your head. I pray in the name of Jesus right now across the sanctuary, across this room, that you bust up the template of man that has been superimposed upon people who are called to do things that man could not have foreseen, could not understand. Things that are above and beyond the plans of man. See, when we serve a supernatural God and we put natural templates, that can never end well. So break that in the name of Jesus, I pray, oh Lord. Break that down and let us find ourselves in the clarity of your voice, the still small voice that speaks to us so we can be who we're really supposed to be. Break it in the name of Jesus. Shatter it. Destroy it beyond repair, beyond recognition. Break that template in the name of Jesus so your anointing can go forth fully to flow without hindrance, without a blockage of any kind, without any second guessing or doubting that we allow to creep in. Break it in the name of Jesus so that the sweet oil, the aroma, the the anointing of your Holy Spirit can go forth unhindered. I'm doing some spiritual surgery right now by the power of the Holy Spirit because some of you have thought that you could not do anything because you were looking at something that you were never created to do in the first place. Hallelujah, let's continue, let's continue. Thanks for being sensitive. We're just trying to flow with the Spirit today, amen? 
Isaiah 53 and 6 says, All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Because we know who he is. We don't have to wonder. And wonder who we are. Because that, that's where I get it. I don't really get it just from, you know, piecing it together myself. Because I know who Jesus is, I can use that and I can discern who I am. A lack of identity sometimes. That's why the spirit of the wanderer can affect our lives. Sometimes it's a lack of purpose. And this is, this is something, you know, that we can all fail at. Maybe it's not the purpose that we had lined up or that we had thought, and so that we miss the greater, the greater good, the greater purpose that God had in our life. What's your purpose? I don't know. Well, start broad and then narrow it down. Start broad and narrow it down. I can tell you what your purpose is. To declare the works of him who sent you, the Bible says. To preach salvation to the lost to use whatever happens to be in your bag of tricks whatever happens to be in your pouch of stones remember David right slaying Goliath whatever's in whatever he packed in your lunch you use that to build his kingdom to glorify his name and to see his promises fulfilled in the lives of those that are in your circle that you can impact and then you keep walking you start in that direction and then you keep walking but I can tell you this, God will always supply those answers if we really want them. Amen. Sometimes we wonder because the grass is greener on the other side. Seems like it'd be easier. A lot of times when the grass is greener, it's probably fake. Right? Or worse, because it's got a lot of manure in it. Right? So there's, there's a reason why sometimes things look so good. But I will take my ground, although it may not be the greenest, because if God gave it to me and he put my promise, I'm going to deal with something real quick and just say this. I don't know, maybe it'll lodge in your spirit. Maybe it'll just go right over your heads. Let me, let me try to unpack this as good as I can. Ooh, I would rather stand over what you think is my dry, unenviable little patch of ground that's got my promise in it, then I would go stand on somebody else's and then just be a follow-along over their promises. And just kind of be osmosis. I'd rather stand on my little patch with my own promises and, and see them come to pass in the name of Jesus. See my promise. Then I would go stand on somebody else's ground just because it looks better or seems like it's going to have a greater yield. God didn't call you to do that. He called you to stand over your own ground that he gave you. And in due season, you will reap if you faint not, the word of God says. Sometimes that spirit of the wonder will get on us because the fear of accountability. Now, I've been, you know, all the other stuff's really just nice. And you know, Sometimes it's a fear of accountability, right? Sometimes we don't want to do what's right unless we happen to be in the mood. 
And so it's easy to wander away from any kind of accountability. You don't want to, don't put me in, in that because I don't know. Like, I'm not totally sold out. I'm not totally figured out exactly what I want to do. Uh, and, and I just, I, I don't like any strings attached. I don't like anyone, you know, um, I don't want any kind of spiritual accountability over me. I like to be able to just, um, you know, to, to, to do the, the Bible buffet style. I like to, you know, yes, 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 no, no, uh, ugh, no, maybe later, maybe later. See how I'm feeling, but no. And then, and then we pick through and then take what parts of the Word of God and what parts of really living for God that is um, palatable to us, and we live in that, and then we cast away all the rest. That is not how it works. The whole Word of God. I grew up at a, at a church you know, for many years, about nine years, my father's ministry called Tower Full Gospel Church. And last night we were looking it up because five acres that we were on there seemed enormous to us. And then we looked at it on the satellite. We're like, really? That one time I was lost and then I was like six feet away. <laughs> you know, you get a little context. I, love, I, I, do, I still think about the name of that church because I never had heard any other church like that. And it just said full gospel. I want to be a full gospel church. Yeah. The whole deal. I want to hear the whole truth. I want to preach the whole truth. I don't want to just hide entire portions because they're not politically correct right now. Amen? What the Word of God teaches us about sexual purity and the design that He has for people, I don't want to shy away from that. I want the full gospel. Amen? last reason that sometimes I think we wander is because we're afraid of letting ourselves or others down. Sometimes that's a cycle. You know, we've messed up before, and so we don't want to, we don't want to risk failing, so we walk away from it. I'm going to close here. I, I really think that God has done pretty much what he wants to do. I don't expect, you know, to, to necessarily go out on a huge bang, but that's okay because God has put some stuff in our spirits today. And I'm almost done. And I would like to say to you young people, uh, we didn't have children's church today. We kind of, we were going to, and then the service didn't go that way. You have been so good. And I really appreciate you just being respectful and paying attention. Um, and I just, I think it's important because I rebuke you <laughs> whenever you're not. <laughs> you know, I, 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 will, I, will, I will yell at you if you're bad, but I will praise you if you're good. And I really appreciate you guys acting like young men and women, uh, very mature. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's important, you know. Because if you, if you never encourage good behavior and you never praise, you know, what's praiseworthy, and then it really messes you up when you're trying to rebuke what is, uh, what is wrong. Right? I thought so. Maybe not. You do it your way. I'll do it mine. Lastly, God's plan cannot come to pass until his people sink their roots into the promise. This change that happens, and God says, I want to break the cycle. Your father was called Wanderer and Nomad. You will be called the Father of Nations. You will be called blessed. And in order to be a blessing, in order to be the Father of Nations, you've got to stand up for what's yours, what God has called you to do, what He has given you. And say, I know what my, you know, my, it's easy for me to say because my father, you know, was a blessing, you know, and I, and, and everything I know, like practically learned from him. But not everybody has that. 
Some of you need to throw that flag in the ground and say, what, what came behind, I'm not accountable for. And the things that were handed off to me that were negative, those things, they stop here in the name of Jesus. Because my children will declare the works of Him who has saved me, who has turned my life around, who has made promises to me. And you may not think my little patch of ground is much, but I think that it's beautiful. I think that it's important. I think that my role here at Springfield at New Life Church is important. You may not see everything, but you don't know what's in the ground. You don't know what was promised to me that would come forth out of it. So all I know is I can till this little patch of what God has given me and watch things come forth out of it. favorite quotes, and we'll, we'll kind of close with this. <clears throat> one of my favorite quotes, and actually Sister Julie did me a favor because she liked my quote too, even though I had stole it, and she gave me a, uh, a little clear um, what are they called? The things that you can with mason jar, of course, yes. The things that you, that all, all you people are, all you ladies are decorating everything with three twigs in a mason jar. That, do you? Do you? Do you? It's a mason jar. Sister, but Sister Julie didn't put three twigs in it. Um, she put a whole bunch of acorns in my mason jar, and it sits in my office in there. And my father had preached a message. And sometimes whenever the Holy Spirit get on him, and he's feeling it, begin to preach the word. You know, well, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it really just gets with it. He said, some of you just need to know that a mighty oak is nothing but an acorn who stood his ground. Woo! sunk so deep into my spirit and then I preached it you know here and I began to just hang on to that and I sit that on my on my you know one of my bookshelves and I said God you can do great and mighty things God if we'll just stand in your presence God if we'll just allow you to be the guarantor of the promises that you put into my little patch of ground my little insignificant ability the miraculous can come through in the name of Jesus and we can stand back and say I do not know how a few loaves and fishes did that but the people were fed I do not know how a little bit of dirt and clay and spit caused the blind to see but yet they see I do not know how it caused the lame to walk I don't know how it caused chains to be broken in the name of Jesus I don't know how my, my fearful spirit caused the demons to flee over somebody else who was just being maligned by these spirits I do not know All I know is that I stood my ground. I rebuked the spirit of the wanderer and I placed my feet on solid ground that had been promised to me. And you did the rest. You may just have an acorn, but buddy, if you'll stand over the acorn and you'll allow it to grow and to move forward and go forward in the name of Jesus. Great things are possible great things are probable. Great things are promised. Amen. Let's stand.